BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If someone you love is going through something, be there for them. Show them that you care. They much rather see you cry or have a little breakdown than not see you at all. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need a welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost adulting. Almost adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting with me, your host, and your big sister, Violetta. So normally before I record my Thursday solo episodes or my Tuesday Benson Knows Best episodes, I tend to do loads of research and write out around 14 pages to better guide you with the answer that you're looking for for whatever topic that we choose for that day. But today is not that day. Today is just one of those days where I cannot guide you because I'm feeling lost myself. I'm struggling right now and I have not been able to think straight this whole day. I wish today I had something wise to tell you, but... I myself am all out of answers. I'm so good at taking action and fixing things. I'm not good at waiting and not knowing. I'm so good at logic thinking and detaching my emotions from situations, which is what has always helped me keep calm. But today, there's no logic. There's just feeling. Something is wrong with my mom. I wish I could say that this is something new, but it's not. And I wish I could help her, but I don't know how to. It is very agonizing to watch someone that you love suffer and not be able to do anything about it, not be able to help them. It's depleting and it just makes you feel so helpless. It feels like every time I'm so close to getting my life together, and I feel like I have a little glimpse of happiness, it's shattered because there's my mom being rushed to the emergency room. And normally this is something I keep to myself, my family's health and personal relationships. Normally I really just like to keep that a secret. And I guess the main reason why I keep what's going on with my mother to myself is because I'm afraid that Once I say it out loud, then it'll be true that she's not invincible, that she is sick, that she's always been sick, and that every year it keeps getting worse, and that one day she may be gone, and I'm so scared of losing her. I think we all have that fear, anyone that's listening, that fear as we keep getting older, that we know and realize that our parents may not be around forever. Every year we get older, our parents keep getting older too. It's scary and it's a struggle, especially when you start to realize that your parents are not invincible and that eventually you're not the child anymore. Eventually you have to start acting like the parent with your own parents and you have to start taking care of them. 
it's scary. It's a scary thought. I always have this fear now after I see my parents, both of them, that what if this is the last time? I don't know if I'm the only one, but I definitely feel that. My mom has always been sick. She has been sick most of my life. Physically, she's weak and she's fragile. And she has more bad days than good ones. And I'm ashamed to admit this, but deep down, it makes me so angry. Because I wish she would just just stop and be better. I hate seeing my mother suffer. I wish I could take her pain and I could feel it instead. I would do anything in the world for me to just take her pain as my own. I'm so angry because I'm scared of losing her. My mother has the kindest soul. She's so pure and she's filled with so much love. She is the strongest person I know. I don't know anyone else like her. There are very few people in this world that I love, like true unconditional love. And she's one of them. She has my heart and she is my whole world. And I don't know what I would do without her. I would be so lost. I would feel like I have no purpose because she's the reason I've stayed away from making too many bad decisions. She's the reason I work hard. She's the reason I take good care of myself and my mental health so I wouldn't worry her. She's always on my mind when I'm making decisions to make sure that I can make her proud. If I could describe my parents with just one word, it would be that my dad is darkness and my mom is light. They balance each other out. But most of all, my mother is the glue to our family. She's the mediator, the voice of reason. She's the reason my dad has calmed down so much over the years. She's basically, if a hundred puppies were a person, <laughs> or if a hug was a person, that's my mother. Not to mention, she's the wisest woman I've ever known. I've always been so envious of people with large families. That is one of the main reasons what I loved about all three of my exes, because they all had huge families, and I love that. I don't really have much family because of the Holocaust, and then communism in Russia has really just separated so many of us. So all I have in this world, all I have left, is my mom, my dad, and my sister. And since we've also lived in three different countries, and I'm sure many immigrants currently listening or anyone who has moved a lot can relate to this is that when you keep moving so much eventually you never quite feel like you belong or that you can really call any place your home which is why for me my family those three have always been my home currently we are just waiting for test results for my mom we think she has kidney infection or something worse but my mother has been sick like i said my whole life one of the things one of the many things she has is that she has chronic migraines and i'm not talking about the simple migraines when you have a headache and you think it's a migraine i'm talking about chronic migraines that can last up to two weeks where you need to be rushed to the emergency room because it can mess up with something in your brain up to the point that you need steroids and injections for them but aside from that she also has ulcerative colitis i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that word properly but it's basically something that's very similar to crohn's disease but much worse than it is it's worse than crohn's disease 
but it's in the same kind of family of diseases. So normally I call it Crohn's disease since it's just more of the familiar disease. She was diagnosed with quote unquote Crohn's disease around when I was 20. I remember this because on my 20th birthday, she was rushed to the hospital and they placed her in the cancer department because they thought she had colon cancer. She ended up staying in the hospital for around two weeks. And I remember I went to see her at the hospital and it was very hard because I also didn't understand what was going on. My mom insisted that I go to my birthday dinner after seeing her, which was a joke because I was just sitting at that table doing my best not to cry, pretending that I was okay because at that point I was still too afraid to ever express my emotions with anyone, including my boyfriend or my friends. So no one around me had an idea of how terrible my day and my night was. And then I would just go home and cry myself to sleep for those two weeks when I kept it to myself. I also thought I was being strong when I didn't express any emotion to my mother. I thought the last thing she needs for me is to show that I'm crying or that I'm worried. She needs me to be strong. So I was just ice cold. And then when I couldn't be strong, I just stopped showing up to the hospital to visit her, which to this day, I've always felt so much shame for doing that. By 20, based on how I was raised in such a cold family, I didn't know any better. Of course, my mom was forgiven me a million times. She never even held it against me because she is just an angel who can do no wrong. <laughs> By anyone out there who's listening, I will say, learn from my lesson when I was 20. Don't hold back from sharing with your friends when you're struggling because no one can help you unless you tell them what you're going through. No one can be there for you and you can't hold it against other people if they don't know what's going on if you don't tell them. And also, if someone you love is going through something, be there for them. Show them that you care. they much rather see you cry or have a little breakdown, then not see you at all, or not hear from you, or to just look at your cold ice face. No one wants that. And then uh, a couple of years ago, it was really bad as well, throughout the years when she's been through emergency rooms, uh, in 2018, a month before my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's always so close to my birthday. Maybe I'm bad luck. Maybe two weeks, two weeks a month before my birthday. She was rushed to the hospital because this time her Crohn's disease and her migraine condition collided and something happened where her blood levels dropped because she was losing a lot of blood since that's part of the Crohn's disease. The blood was leaving her veins and getting into her urine and then with the immune system being so low during her sleep, something tapped in her brain because she was also having a migraine during that sleep and she woke up with memory loss and the memory loss was short-term memory loss that was happening every 90 seconds so that day was very hard especially for my father who is obsessed with my mother and that is his life partner and if my mother was ever gone the, my biggest worry is that my dad would not survive forget even me or my sister, my dad would die from a broken heart. And that is a real thing to die from. And that would happen to my dad because he cannot live without her. That is his best friend, his only friend. My dad hates everyone except my mother. Well, I guess except me and my sister as well, but he has no friends except my mother. 
in 2018, when my mother was rushed to the hospital, and of course, as usual, my dad didn't want to tell me because my parents love to shield me from everything, which is so silly at this point. But my sister called me and told me, and I went to the hospital, and it was so heartbreaking to see my mother and to watch her forget what was happening every 90 seconds. So every 90 seconds, my mother, when she was laying on the on the bed in the hospital, she would just keep repeating the same words over and over again. Where am I? Oh, what are you doing? What time is it? And then a few other questions. And I kid you not, then it's like blank. Then I'll be like, mom, eat the apple or something like that. She starts eating the apple. Then suddenly you see her stop and she starts to blink around. And then again, where am I? Oh, what are you doing here? What time is it? Oh, and then again, and I, every 90 fucking seconds. So of course, first we were all doing our best not to cry. I I thought I was going to cry, put on my sunglasses because, you know, Russians. But then when I finally got over it and I I did my best to be strong, I realized that I had to really take over the situation. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So I remember I started to make jokes to try to make uh, the room more light and more fun. So if I answer my mother's question wrong, I would just say, you know what, mom, it's fine. Just forget about it. You're going to you're about to ask me the same question in 90 seconds again, and I'll, I'll do better next time. And then we'll all laugh. And my mom would laugh, too, not knowing why. And then, boom, 90 seconds later, blink, blink. Where am I? Oh, what are you doing here? What time is it? It was agonizing. Luckily, we found out it wasn't a stroke and we found out it had to do with her migraines combined with her Crohn's disease and the blood stuff. And that day I made up for how it was when I was 20. And that day I took control over what was happening because I got to watch my dad completely lose it, lose his shit. He just did not know how to act and you can just you can tell he was so lost so I took over and I dealt with the doctors and in that moment I remember I started telling my mom okay mom we have 60 seconds left please remember Karen's wearing a red jacket Karen's wearing a red jacket mom please remember the red jacket and then 60 seconds later where am I what are you doing here what time is it and then I would say mom what color is Karen's jacket And then finally, the fifth time, red. And I'm like, boom, okay, we got it. And that's how I could tell that my mom was going to get better. And during that end of that day, I made the decision to remove my mom from the hospital because I could tell 
she was going to get better when she will be in more familiar areas. And I made the right call. I signed all the papers to release her in order for her to be home because basically with Crohn's disease or the type of disease I'm talking about, you cannot eat many, many, many foods. And because you cannot eat many of those foods, a lot of the time you will starve if those locations don't have the foods that you you're able to eat. And the hospital didn't have the foods that my mom is able to eat. And she then cannot take any of her medication without food. So my mom, the hospital was in a way kind of starving my mother while needing her to take medication that would then make her very sick. And I knew her starving was going to make her memory and all the the situation even worse, which is why I had to remove her from the hospital. We went home and I made the right call because on the way home and at home, she was, her memory was slowly going back to normal. And that's when we found out also what happened to her, which was this weird thing that happens for women with severe migraines over the age of 45, it's, I forgot the name of it, but it's literally something that can happen in your sleep that just switches in your brain chemistry and causes you to lose your memory for that day or a couple of days. It has happened one or two times since, to my knowledge, because as usual, my parents don't actually tell me when things happen, which is why I'm always <laughs> on edge all the time because I never know if there's something going on with them, but it's never was as bad as that. So anyway, now today, my mom's blood levels and all of that stuff have been as low as they've been in 2018, and she suddenly couldn't eat, and um, she was suddenly anemic with the blood results, and then when we we did her blood results that same day. It just kept dropping and dropping and she has a kidney infection, but it's coming from another reasoning. And again, when I'm sharing this information, it is not for you to make a medical assumption, whether you're a doctor, or you're not, and to DM me with whatever disease you think she has. I'm sharing this as your friend, just for you to know that we all have bad days and to know that today's one of my bad days and I'm sharing it with you so you don't feel alone if you're going through some type of struggle, whether it's a friend or a family member going through something and you have no idea how to deal with your grief or your care because it is very difficult to know how much should you reach out to someone, how much should you show that you're upset you know, because grief and fear, they're two very interesting things. Fear can be so dangerous. Fear is a dangerous, dangerous thing because once you let fear in, it can grow inside of you and it spreads like a disease in your body and takes over your mind. Fear makes things seem so much worse than they really are. It consumes you the same way anger does. Only rage fuels you while fear keeps you stuck. There is this quote by Corey Ten Boom that goes, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. And I think today I'm all out of strength. 
And it's so true because today I lived in fear of the what if of the unknown because in reality, I don't have the test results and I won't know until the end of the week of what's going on with my mother. And all I've done instead was stress out my parents, cry to my sister. And that is the hardest truth that you have to realize that your pain of being upset for your loved one isn't about you. And my sister, her and I had a conversation today and she really put me in my place because I was just a wreck. And normally I say very strong with these things, you know, I keep it to myself. But today it was this one moment of actual realization that maybe this time everything isn't going to be okay. And then the more I cried about it, the more I thought, oh, wow, if I'm crying, maybe it's a sign (laughs) that things really are bad. And my sister said, listen, you are making things so much worse. Stop crying. It is not about you and it is not about me. The person that's suffering the most right now, it's our mother and you need to be there for her. And the second person that's suffering the most right now is our father who would be so helpless without her. So the best thing you can do is remain calm and let them do what they need to do because I wanted to help my mother by paying for doctors and doing all that because for me honestly there's no point in my opinion to make any money if it's not to spend on your family if i'm able to afford something where i can take care of my family that is my purpose that's what i want to do what's the point for me to be able to finally make a good living if it's not to take my mom to the best doctor out there or to pay for medication my mother is not able to afford And what I I thought I was helping, my sister said, you're treating mom and dad like they're children and like they're incompetent and you need to stop. And I agree. And I think, again, that is the hardest thing that sometimes we do when we're grieving. People who are not dead yet. We accidentally make it about ourselves because I realized I was trying to get down to the answers. I was trying to keep checking in because it was going to make me feel better to know that everything's okay or it was going to make me feel better if I just had an answer because then at least I would know what's going on. But it's not about me. It's about my mother. If I'm going crazy, imagine how my mom's feeling from feeling terrible in her own body to not wanting to upset her children or her husband. So this is that point of realization that I have to put my grief and my sadness and my fear aside and understand it's about my mother and be there for her and my father if they need a shoulder to lean on, if they need me to listen, if they need a hug and so on. But I cannot make this about me. Again, I don't have anything wise to say right now or anything smart. I guess it's a really scary moment, you know, when we're younger that one day the day is going to come when we learn that our parents are not superheroes that they're not invincible that they're not going to be around forever that they're aging and that eventually we may have to become their parents one way or another i don't know if i'm the only one out there but does anyone else fear that one day they may not be around i don't know it reminds me of this podcast i listened to a long time ago And I think I mentioned on this podcast as well, where this man was interviewing this other very intelligent guy. And he basically said something that really struck a chord with me. He basically said, he asked the guy, how often do you see your parents? 
And he said, let's say your dad. So how often do you see your dad? And the man responded and said, once a year. And the guy goes, okay, how old is your father? And he said, 70. And he said, okay, so your father's 70 and you see him once a year. So what if I told you that your father could be gone by the time he's 80? So that means if you calculate it, that you actually have only 10 more times to see your father. Wouldn't that change your meetings? Wouldn't that change how you felt every time you got to see your dad? Because you will realize, okay, that's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. And then one last time before he's gone. When you put things like that into perspective, I think that really changes everything. You don't realize that you don't have forever with people. You don't realize that everyone in your life that you've met, you have a last time with them. And you never know when that last time is going to be. So when you put things in perspective like that, that for that man, if he only sees his father once a year, and if his father, let's say, would pass away at 80, that he only has 10 more times to see him, I think that changes how you feel every time you see them. I think you take it more seriously to make an effort to see the people that you love because you never know when it's going to be the last day. For anyone that's listening out there, please hug and kiss your parents or the people that you love. Extra good tonight for me. Go text and call the people that you love so they know that you love them. Don't wait until tomorrow. And thank you so much for listening to me vent today. I really needed this. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will do my best to keep you guys posted on what's going on. But if I don't, understand that it is just how I deal with things. And sometimes I can't talk about things until I'm ready to talk about them. Aside from that, I hope you have a beautiful day. And if you're not subscribed already to my podcast, please do so almost adulting. And if you wanted to leave me a five-star review for any of the other episodes that you, that you've enjoyed listening to, please do so as well as a review really does help my podcast tremendously. And again, thank you so much for listening and thank you for being a part of my life. I hope you'll be around forever. I love you. Bye.